Well, we have four days left in this federal election campaign, and the polls suggest the race remains tied. Welcome back to In Focus with David Coletto. I'm David Coletto. Now, on this briefing edition of In Focus, I share the results of our latest survey. We have been in the field Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We started daily tracking in the final week of the campaign, and we've got new numbers that suggest while the national race remains fairly close, the Liberals appear to have taken an advantage in some of the regional races. In our most recent survey of over 1,500 uh, eligible voters who say they have either voted or definitely will be voting in this election, the Liberals are at 33% nationally, Conservatives at 31, the NDP at 22, the Bloc at 5, People's Party at 5, and the Green Party at 3. We've got a slight uptick for the New Democrats. They're up three from the weekend. The Liberals marginally up one, the Conservatives marginally down two, and the People's Party marginally up two points. Now, regionally is where all the story is. In BC, we have a close race between the Conservatives and the NDP. The, the Liberals a little bit behind, but again, smaller sample sizes means it's harder to really get a handle on what's going on in BC. But I do think that all three parties are in contention. The prairies remain solid for the Conservatives, but in Ontario and Quebec, the reason the Liberals have an advantage right now is they have a seven-point lead in, or sorry, a six-point lead in Ontario, 41-35, with the NDP in 20, and in, in Quebec, they're ahead by nine, 33 for the Liberals, 24 for the Bloc, 17 for the New Democrats, and 13 for the Conservatives. Finally, in Atlantic Canada, We've got the Liberals well ahead, 52 to 28 for the Conservatives and 14 for the NDP. We've, we've had, you know, a close race for pretty much the entire campaign. In the first week and a half, the Conservatives caught up, the Liberal vote dropped. But since then, uh, the parties have been more or less going back and forth, stuck around the 31, 32% mark. The New Democrats, too, have been pretty stable. We, we haven't had them higher than 22, lower than... 19, and I think that suggests uh, that this campaign hasn't really, you know, been uh, been one in which any of these major parties have been able to to make, you know, significant gains or, or certainly get beyond uh, the point at which they were in 2019. Except for the New Democrats, who who continue to poll significantly better than the 17 percent uh, or 16 percent of the vote that they got in the last election. Now, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot in this election. And I spoke with Dennis Matthews on the previous episode of the podcast, and we talked about this kind of internal tension that voters are, I think, dealing with between not wanting to reward the Liberals and Mr. Trudeau for calling what they feel has been an unnecessary election, with uh, a tension about actually what government is going to come out of this election, and not wanting to simply you know, vote because of a decision to call an election that might have implications for the kinds of policies and the kind of government that comes out on the other side. I mean, we continue to see that more uh, eligible voters say they prefer a liberal government over a conservative one. Most continue to believe, in fact, that the liberals are going to win this election. Uh, in the past few days, that, that perception has actually increased. More people think the liberals are now going to win. But one of the defining features of this campaign, I think, will be the fact that so few people have paid 
a lot of attention to this campaign for most of it, right? Even as of last weekend, only 12% of respondents to our survey said they're following news and information about the campaign very closely. And over half, 58% say they're only following it only a little or not at all. Going back and looking at previous elections and different data sets, it does appear that, that people, for the most part, are not as engaged in this campaign. But there is evidence that, at least over this past week, more people are starting to think about it. They recognize the election day is coming. They're going to have to make a decision. Pe many people take you know, their right to vote very seriously. In fact, when we asked people over the past week, are you paying more or less attention to this campaign? 46% say they're becoming more engaged. They're paying more attention. In fact, 16%, one-sixth, percent of the electorate wasn't paying much attention for most of this campaign, but now say they're paying more than they previously did. And among this group, the Liberals are ahead by 20 points when we ask them who are they going to vote for. 44 for the Liberals, 24 for the New Democrats, and 23% for the Conservatives. Now, part of this is based on who these voters are, or potential voters are. They are typically a little younger, um, they're less engaged, they're less motivated. But I think the fact that the Liberals are leading by 20 points among this key group suggests that a little bit of the momentum they've gained over the past week may be uh, the result of people starting to kind of wake up and think about their choices and in many ways reverting to where they were uh, before this pandemic started and before this election started. So it, it really is feeling to me like we are headed to an outcome that looks a lot like 2019. And throughout this campaign, you know, I've, I've highlighted just how similar so many of the questions and answers we get from, from voters are and, and how close, you know, the metrics are in these two elections. Now, there's some certainly some differences. The New Democrats are doing substantially better. The People's Party is a factor in this campaign in a way that they haven't. You know, whether they get 8% of the vote or 5 I think that's that's still significant, and, and we know that a lot of that vote would have likely gone to the Conservatives. I think it's interesting that yesterday you had Aaron O'Toole and, and Brian Mulroney campaigning together, and you had Aaron O'Toole say, this is not your father's or grandfather's Conservative Party. It, it really does feel that they are doubling down on this idea that, that a move to the centre is the best way that they're going to win, but I still think that they have failed to make a compelling case for change. That although we've seen the desire for change creep up over the course of the election, I don't think it's at a level yet that guarantees that the Liberals can lose. And while Mr. O'Toole, I think, has been successful at planting the seed and letting it grow around this idea of an unnecessary election, the more evidence I see in our data, the more it suggests that only can take you so far. And that even if you're asking voters to punish the Liberals for calling this election, I don't think the Conservatives and Mr. O'Toole have done enough to make the Conservatives the automatic default second choice for those that would agree with him. And so we're stuck in a stalemate. We're stuck in an election where the Liberals are holding on to the advantages they have in those two big provinces. And... According to Eric Grenier's CBC poll tracker vote uh, seat projection, we're, we're really much headed 
towards, at least right now, a parliament that looks very similar to the one uh, that was dissolved when this election was called. Now, in our most recent survey done over the weekend, not on our tracking poll, but, but on our larger survey over the weekend, I asked two questions that I thought would, would try to help me understand this, this, this tension. And so we asked people, which of the following uh, impacts your decision to vote? In, how, sorry, will the following impact your decision to vote in this election? And we asked two items. One, the possibility that the Conservatives and Aaron O'Toole could win the election and form a government. Among all respondents, 37% said that makes them more likely to vote Liberal. For 25%, it makes them more likely to vote Conservative. And then 40% say this doesn't impact my views or my behavior. But when you dig down and you look at some groups that I've been highlighting throughout this campaign, those Liberal NDP switchers, those who say their first or second choice is either the Liberals or the New Democrats, 70%, 70% say they are more likely to vote Liberal if they believe there's a possibility the Conservatives and Aaron O'Toole could win. Even 35% of Liberal Conservative switchers say they're more likely to vote Liberal, and a third of NDP supporters say they, it makes them more likely to vote Liberal. So that possibility of a Conservative win and the chance that Aaron O'Toole could become Prime Minister does more harm than good for the Conservatives at this stage. Right? Even among PPC voters, People's Party supporters, right? there's this, this talk that if, if, this, if the sense is that, that Aaron O'Toole and the Conservatives can beat the Liberals, that, that they will all rush back into the blue tent. Well, the data doesn't bear that out. 18% of People's Party supporters say they're more likely to vote Liberal, only 17%. But the same number say they're more likely to vote Conservative. Most of them are saying, I'm not going to move otherwise because... I don't see much distinction between the Liberals and the Conservatives, right? And so that has, has put Aaron O'Toole in, in difficulty. Now, there's no doubt that the election call has certainly impacted this campaign. I think it's, it's, it's prevented the Liberals from, from, from winning uh, a majority. When we asked people, you know, Justin Trudeau calling this election when he didn't have to, how will that impact your decision to vote? Almost half say it won't impact their decision at all, but more than just slightly more than half say it, it will have some impact, right? 19% say it makes them somewhat less likely to vote Liberal. 17% says it makes them much less likely to vote Liberal. And 16% say, I will not vote Liberal because they called this election. Now, among 2019 Liberal supporters, only 4% say they definitely won't be voting Liberal this time. So it's a small number, but still, as, as close as this race is, they have alienated at least a tiny, small portion of their previous supporters. Some Liberal NDP supporters say, I'm less likely to vote Liberal, but just being less likely doesn't mean you won't. And so this internal tension for a lot of the electorate between not wanting to reward Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals for calling the election, but not wanting to simply hand over the keys to power to the Conservatives means, I think, a lot of voters are going to be considering that for those that are going to vote on Monday. Last point about this poll, I think there's more and more evidence that volatility or the variability of, of turnout is a factor. We do know that we do know that turnout was higher at advanced polls. 
last weekend than it was in 2019. I don't think that's a good predictor, though, of overall turnout. Those voting in advance polls has consistently been increasing, even when turnout uh, has gone down in some jurisdictions. But what I do think that, given that there are fewer polling stations, given that people are likely going to face longer lines, if people aren't that motivated to vote, both on the conservative side and the liberal side now, I'm not entirely sure that, that the, the anger that conservatives have, the, the desire to see Trudeau elected, isn't at least somewhat muted by the fact that Aaron O'Toole, particularly for that base conservative vote, just has, has, has not appealed to them. And unless the desire to win is just so powerful, you could see some uh, impact on conservative turnout. And the same is true for liberals. I think one of the interesting things so far is just how consistent uh, the New Democrat vote has been. We haven't yet seen evidence of sort of leakage or strategic voting. We'll see in those final days. Uh, but I think turnout is going to be the one thing to watch, which makes me a little anxious. I think makes all of us pollsters anxious because it's, it's a very hard thing for us to predict. We're going to continue to do daily tracking until Saturday. Every evening around 5 o'clock Eastern, we'll put out new numbers. It's as fresh as it gets. We, we close our survey at 4 p.m. We quickly pull together a report and we get it out. And I will be back with a final poll out on Sunday, as well as a new episode of In Focus, laying out what I see happening, what my expectations are for the result. And I'll give you as much info and insight as I can based on the data that we have. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.